Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Hello and welcome. Today I have a, another very special guest with me. Um, when I met this woman last year, I was so inspired and motivated by uh, her story um, that I thought when when I thought about doing this podca podcast, I, I was like, I need to have her here and to share her story. Um, who I'm talking to today is Agnieszka Jank and... Um, She uh, is a project manager in strategy and planning at Cisco here in Munich. Um, but she's also pursuing uh, a very nice, um, let's say, side hustle, if you want to say so. Um, a very interesting project uh, where she's living out one of her, um, let's say, life purposes or passions that she has found for herself um, that we're going to hear definitely more about today. And um, just the way that you, Agnieszka, uh, presented that project last year, just, you know, you know, motivated and inspired me so much because I was like, I love when people are pursuing something that they love so much and that they, you know, they, they don't allow, allow themselves to get stopped by work, other conditions. Um, and in your case, I learned that day that you had just been coming back basically to the company after battling cancer. And so I was so impressed by you and I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you, Olga. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. That's my first podcast, right? Ever. <laughs> so every, every day something new. So very, very happy to be here and, and tell a bit about my story. Yeah, that's awesome. And so... Why don't we go ahead and start with the, with finding really or going on that journey about finding, let's say, this purpose. Maybe it's not your only purpose. Maybe you consider to have a many. But I think it's a topic that so many people struggle mm -hmm. with because we just get used to following a certain routine and a, a certain path that, you know, whatever, society, parents, whoever have, you know, kind of defined for us. And um, so I'm, I'm curious and I'm very emotional to, um, and excited to share, like, your story in that sense. So start off with what, what is really this thing that lights you up inside And how did you get to finding it? Mm, yeah. So I'm as we as we as we as we talk. I'm I'm quite a few years in my company, 18 years with Cisco. Um, I have you know just a normal family, two kids, and and 
pretty good life, basically. And a few years ago, actually probably five, six years ago, I I felt really that having such a great life and being very lucky uh, in life, having, you know, good work, great family, healthy kids, financial independence and so on, education. And I felt that the thing which is missing is actually really giving back. And I felt very much that I want to do something. And what was strong in me was that I wanted to do something with my own hands. Mm. So I didn't want to help people by you know, sending money here and there, supporting and so on. I'm, I'm doing that anyway, but I wanted to serve my, my own hands. And and as it normally happened in life, you know, the stars were aligned. And actually one of my friends posted on Facebook that she's going to Nepal with Habitat for Humanity and, and looking volunteers to build a house. I never built a house in my life, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm working on computer, right? And uh, so I said, well, why not? I love, I love Nepal. You know, I want to do something. So I just went there. I went there five years ago and, and we indeed, we, we built a house, right? In 10 days with something like 800 volunteers from around the world, we actually built not one house, but 40 houses. Um, and, and I can say that those 10 days has changed something in me, right? The experience of building, of being really sort of outside my my comfort zone right yeah. um, because of climate because of physical work because of strangers which I was surrounded um, that pushed me outside my comfort zone but still I found that experience one of the most um, important experiences in my life actually and and I can say that I found maybe not I, I didn't think like that it was my purpose at that time I just felt that that's something which really, I did something great, right? Mm-hmm. I, I built a house for the family and I found something in me. So when I came back from from Nepal, I, I said, well, I changed life of one family with my own hands, so I will do it again. And um, I knew that I want to do with Habitat another project. I knew as well that I want to be a team leader this time. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that I wanted to have my own team basically bring together people, my friends, my colleagues, and build another house. And so we went to Romania <laughs> in 2017, it was, and and we built another house, basically, right? Each time it was amazing team of people, very diverse, everybody unified with the same goal. And each time it was actually the family, which we knew mm-hmm. that we are giving this family the place to live, something which we take for granted, right? For us, it's a normal thing to have a house. For yeah. those people, it's not. So amazing experience and life-changing experience, I have to say. And um, do you actually remember the, the moment or where you really felt like, or how would you describe it? Like you said, you were feeling, you know, let's say comfortable, happy, mm-hmm. everything was all right. But like, what was that moment? What was that something that made you maybe question the, the status mm. quo or uh, mm. look for something else? Like, what was it that has, like, triggered this kind of feeling in you? That's a really good question, Olga. I think there are two things. So one, I think deep in my heart, I I probably, I would like to be maybe, you know, doctor or somebody else, somebody who is mm. really from professional, right? Somebody who is really helping people with all hands, as I said, I have a very different profession. I'm doing great things in Cisco, but it's a more virtual, I would say. It's, yeah. a, it's a more virtual, digital type of work. We still change the way how people live life or play, but 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 it's, it's, it's a different scenario. 
so that's the one thing, this need which I think was in me. Um, but when the kids were small, and I have two boys, one is yeah. eight and one is 14. So when they were small, of course, part of being mom is actually you are giving back, you are you are shaping, you know, you you are you are being for your kids. So so it wasn't also so visible for me. So when the kids were older, this thing came sort of you know mm-hmm. up. That was one thing. And the second, I think, which was more important for me, that was this, you know, you want to be a role model as a parent, mm-hmm. right? And I think I wanted as well. My, my my children to see that there's world outside this beautiful, great, safe and secure world which they live uh, here in Germany, and I wanted to show them as well to to be a role model for them that that it's important actually to give back. It's important to step outside yeah. um, from where we are and and be for the other people. So I think those two things were very present when my younger one was around five. And 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 that's I think why I started with Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, this is great because I found I find that so many also, especially women who become moms, we get so focused, of course, on the child mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. not only do we forget ourselves in any kind of way, right? But um, so many f- feel. Uh, that you know this this is now my life purpose right or this is what's going yeah. to fill me up but then i'm i'm thinking to myself like okay what are you going to do when they turn 18 mm-hmm. and they leave the house you know um so it's like it's a it's a very important role or function that you have in other people's lives right but in my own personal opinion i don't feel like this is a real like life purpose because mm-hmm. at some point you have to let them it's- go right Mm, mm. But I'm curious, like, has this ever, like, this maybe uncomfort or feeling that something is missing um, ever bothered you before you had kids? I don't think so, because, you know, you you probably, you know, before I had kids, I had, you know, very typical life, right? I, I had education, I was studying, I was I was working in my first company, I was, I was actually very busy with traveling the world, because that was my... I think that was my life purpose before, um, you know, I, I wanted to, to, to travel the world and, and I was doing it very, very intense. I'm still doing that. Probably Habitat and, and building houses in a very strange, uh, faraway country. That's part of that, you know, that, that, that experience as well, which is important for me. So I don't think it was so present. I think it really came when exactly what you said, right, the kids were a little bigger and you realize that, of course, it is your purpose to be a mom, to be a parent, to be a real mother, to, you know, to, to raise them. But I think I, I, I had then some time or I had some space actually in me to feel with something else, right? I think when they were small, um, I was so much fulfilled with, you know, them and, and raising them and being very close and being... Um, that I I never thought about it. I think nothing was missing. The puzzle was complete, right? But but when they were a little bit bigger, I I, I thought, okay, now it's time. Exactly like you said, to come back and sort of look um, what is what is in for me, and as well taking time for me away, being away from them. That was not so difficult, right? Because again, being working mom, because I'm working basically, I was working all my life, even if kids were small. The experience of actually traveling, business travels and stuff was so intense for me often and, and so much connected with being guilty that I leave them that I didn't want to do it on my own, right? 
again right going so it was only where i really had to go uh, business wise um and then privately i was spending all the time all my free time all my um uh, holidays with with the kids right but when they were bigger then i felt this guilt was not anymore or or this 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 you know this feeling was not anymore so i could build my little life <laughs> a part of my kids <laughs> yeah that's awesome and um <clears throat> so you said uh you felt just trying to like understand the the whole journey because sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like and for me it was taking like a lot of time like mm -hmm. I, I found let's say the the bigger topic quite mm -hmm. quickly but just mm -hmm. refining it you know to mm -hmm. who is it that you really want to help and in what way what exact topic you know finding mm -hmm. the vehicle I, I feel is mm -hmm. so so difficult so mm -hmm. you said like you, you felt this kind of need to to fill mm -hmm. a part up and then you saw a facebook mm -hmm. post but mm -hmm. what happened like between those things or like you also mm -hmm. said maybe did you did you want to be a doctor when you were little or I did, yeah, I did. So I wanted to study medicine, indeed. Um, that was a very different time. I, I, I'm Polish, right? Yeah. I was, I was born and raised in Poland. Um, that was a bit different time when I was studying. That um, was pretty difficult actually to study medicine if you didn't have any doctors in the family, and I don't. So I think my parents were steering me a little bit, seeing my other strengths, steering me a little bit toward business and 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 informatics and management, which I was studying, which was great. I think great great uh, suggestion from their side because I, I have a very interesting job and and you know I like I'm saying I could tour the world I'm you know I'm, I'm having as well pretty good financial background yeah. and stuff so so it's all good uh, but I think deep inside me there is this doctor <laughs> you know thinking. Uh, of course I, I I was not so probably um, not so courageous to, to maybe, you know, to make a turn, like you said, and say, okay, now I will just drop my job and I will study medicine in the age of, I don't know, 35 or 40. And then yeah. I will, you know, with 60, I start to practice. Um, so I think, I think it was something which was sort of, you know, in me, this need and and i was looking you know around i was doing some job with the with the um uh, um with um here around the community helping with tafel you know helping with with refugees so you know all those little things and then indeed this this habitat came and i just went there because it was nepal <laughs> and i loved nepal and because it was you know the building project and i just went there and And only after I came back or only after I've been there, I realized that that's it, right? So that's really what, what drives me. That's really what, what, what is important for me. Probably two aspects. One aspect is really, you know, helping and, yeah. and building and, and being there and, and, and doing something with your hands. But the other aspect, which I'm seeing as well, is, is what I'm, you know, what I'm doing now. So I'm for every trip because... I already in, in, in uh, you know, I, I had a few. I'm building the team of volunteers, right? So it's mm -hmm. about the team building. It's about getting people together. It's about fundraising for this yeah. trip. It's about actually developing this team. Uh, and, and that's what really gets me as well, what drives me, right? So those two components, I think, mm -hmm. are, are just perfect for me. So, so um, that's why it will be my fourth trip. Wow. Uh, this year in October to Armenia, right? Okay. So I was in Romania. As I mentioned, I was in Cambodia <laughs> last year in October, and and this year we are going to Armenia with 16 people. So team of 16 people are going to Armenia again to build a house in Armenia. Is yeah. there 
anyway, when if people are interested uh, who are hearing this, if they want to participate or if they want to find out if, if they can do it somewhere close to them, um, mm -hmm. is, is there uh, a website or s some place that they can get in touch with you or find out more about this project? Absolutely. So um, anybody can volunteer with Habitat for Humanity. So you just type Habitat for Humanity okay. and you find the web page and where they build. If somebody wants to find my team, you have to type probably something like Habitat for Humanity Armenia Cisco 2019 and you will find okay. us mm -hmm. um, or my name. Uh, my team is complete. So we have 16 people. So I cannot, I have probably 10 or, or 12 more people who could come. But, 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 but maybe we, next we are, year, you know, it's, it's always by next year it's always open so 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 you can you can you can um, find us and, and actually ask me or you can of course donate uh, which will help us to achieve our goal because we are coming not only with our own hands yeah. but we are coming as well in the country with the money which we fundraise and and then we we can really make a difference right that's awesome we will we will if you have a link for the donation side then we will put it uh, in down there in the, our description right. So um, what would you say, like, is the difference that f finding this kind of passion for yourself has made in your life, like, compared to before? Is there a difference for you? And what is it, really? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think my life is more complete. And, and as, we, as we start talking before the, the, the recording, mm -hmm. I, I'm battling or I was battling you know, cancer. So something in between my, <laughs> my, my great and planned, well-planned life came something which is, which I never really foreseen, right. Or I never really thought that, that I will be facing this, this, um, this illness. Uh, but it came and actually it came uh, funny enough one month after I came back from Romania, from habitat trip, uh, I was diagnosed with, with cancer, pretty aggressive form breast cancer. And, and I, I had to learn to live in a very different reality, if you can, you can, you can, you can, you can expect. Um, and I, of course, for a while, I totally forgot about my purpose, which we talked before. I was so much focused on actually, you know, setting my life in a very new pace. I, I decided to stop working for, for, for a while, for the time of yeah. the treatment, um, because it was just taking so much energy from me. I went through, you know, every possible <laughs> therapy and stuff, chemotherapy and operation and radiation and all the stuff, which is, which normally is, um, about the cancer. And, and at some point, I think when I was probably after four or five months, when, when, when I was really in, 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 in the, in the process of, 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 of therapy, which is, which is sometimes really tiring and not so nice, you know, my team from Romania, um, um, ring me and 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 they were saying so what about next year <laughs> where are we going right and I was like guys are you nuts right I'm just like I'm, I'm just having my chemotherapy every week you know I don't have my hair and all this stuff what are we talking about and they were saying they were saying no 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 we go right we go um we go in October and and you will be healthy till, till then and I was like hmm Actually, they are right. I, I will be healthy till then. Um, you know, my therapy is supposed to be end around around June. So, you know, why not? And we start planning. And that wow. gave me amazing kick, I have to say. So that gave me amazing kick. It came me, it, it put me back in my own track, right? It put me back into something which I was saying, okay, the cancer is there, you know, we do all the stuff which we have to do with cancer. <laughs> 
Um, but we have Cambodia on the on the on the on the on the horizon, which yeah. was like you know something. I have to be healthy for Cambodia. Um, how it happened? Uh, I wasn't healthy for Cambodia because um, somewhere in between around um, around March um, last year, I actually unfortunately I got um, I got I got pretty shocking um, 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 information that my cancer spread. And I, I will be, it's a chronic disease right now. It's not okay. something which is killing you <laughs> on the spot. Um, but it's something which right now I, there is no cure, right? If you okay. say that, that you are ready. So it's a chronic disease. I have to take medication and I have to take an important treatment, you know, constantly or with some breaks. Yeah. So I was a bit like, hmm, so what now? Um and you know how it happens. I actually went to Cambodia under chemotherapy, um, and I, wow. of course, I asked my doctors, and I was like, okay, so please don't shout at me. I have this one question: uh, <laughs> Would you be and so on? And I tell the story, and both my doctors, um, they said yes, you should go. And I look at them because I expect everything, but not that. Yeah, and like, I look at them did and you I hear think, me? <laughs> yes, I should I repeat? Yeah, I'm talking Kambota people. And then I ask, yeah, so, and of course they gave me a list of things which I have to yeah. pay attention and, you know, all the stuff. But then, actually on the second, because I was so happy and I was like, wow, great, I go. And then after a week, I was like, hmm, I have to ask again. And, and <laughs> maybe they haven't heard. So I went again and I was asking, so I'm really okay to go? And they were, why are you asking? And I was saying, well, I cannot believe that you allow me to go. And and my doctor told me, you know what? I saw it in your eyes that you have to go there because if I wouldn't, if I would tell you that you don't go, you would go probably so much down psychologically. Yeah. You will be so, you know, depressed, so sad, and so on that you have to go. And and we can fix you, right? We make a break. We will cancer as well. Chronic cancer nowadays is something which is very good, you know, treatable, treated, right? Yeah. And Exactly. So you, you, you can have the good medication and you, you are, as you see me, you know, uh-huh. I'm in good shape. So, and I think that was for me a bit of, a bit of really eye opening as well on the other side that I'm, yeah. that is my passion. That's something which people see, people recognize, um, because he was just saying, well, I cannot just, you have to go, right? Yeah. I see it. You have to go. So, uh, so this long story, what I wanted to say is actually that I think this purpose, which I found before yeah. my, my, my illness helped me as well to keep, to keep straight, to keep, uh, you know, optimistic, to keep really, um, you know, to keep, to keep really going. Right? Yeah. And, and this is and so important. Keeping... This is so yeah. important because so often we focus on like what is not working, what is, what is wrong, what we're lacking instead of, you know, seeing actually like, what is it that I have? What is yes. it like? What is the solution? Uh, what are the positive things? And um, what I've just recently, like this year, learned it's like actually when we're having negative emotions, it just like blocks our brain. Like we cannot, we cannot really think. <laughs> it literally is this way. And we need to have positive emotions to to really connect both sides of our brain and to mm. really be able to to tap into the whole potential that we have actually and to to accelerate so this is like amazing how this has helped you in so many ways 
And um, I really believe like once people really take the time to find out what it is that, you know, why are you here? I believe mm -hmm. that everybody's here for a reason. So this is mm -hmm. for me like the, let's say the big purpose, right? Mm -hmm. We were sent here because we have some special gift. We have some special talent. And um, I find it very like interesting that when you were a kid, you actually already knew Maybe mm -hmm. it was not, maybe being the doctor was not the vehicle for you, but what mm -hmm. you have found now, you can express everything that maybe you as a kid identified as being a doctor, right? And that it has helped you in so many ways. Um, Absolutely. So let's, let's switch gears a little bit towards the, the topic of cancer. Like, mm -hmm. first of all, really, like, I have all the respect for people who go through this. I've lost people mm -hmm. in my family to this disease. And so I find it so amazing when, you know, even though now it turned out to be chronic with you, but, you know, you've, I'm sure you've battled so many, so many battles, actually. Like you went through so much and um, seeing you right now, like really uh, full of energy, like full of life and, uh, you know, keeping like moving and living so what was the situation like like how did you find out about it and what, mm. what was your initial like reaction or thought when mm. you got the news mm. Mm. so i think it's probably very it's the same for people who are finding and with my conversation with the other people who, who who experience what i do it's very similar the day when i when i actually got the got the diagnosis mm -hmm. i felt I felt really like, you know, you have the highway, right? And there's a lot of cars going on, you know, very quickly. And you are one of those cars and you are driving, you know, live uh, with, you know, whatever, 150 or 200. And mm. I felt in that moment that all those cars are driving and my car is standing in the middle of this highway and I'm sitting in this car and all the cars are going, you know, mm. um, uh, around me. I really felt like everything stopped. That was, I never had such a, feeling in my life before so so that was the initial thing and I had a really a lot of luck that um that I live in Germany a country with a very very high you know healthcare standards um very quick reaction to the to the to to to, to the cancer very quick treatment so just to tell you my diagnosis was on Tuesday and on Friday I was already hooked up to chemo <laughs> which is like I don't even honestly between those Tuesday and Friday, I, I almost don't remember what was happening in those days, right? There was like I was spending the whole day in hospitals and, and, and you know, just all the examinations. And on Friday I was on this chemo four hours and 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 I was just crying, I think, all four hours. Were for the you first even time. able to process it in that such like, I think short time? I think because the first I time If I exactly. imagine, like, I feel like yeah. you probably, like, yeah, like you said, everything stops and then just everybody yeah. around you starts working, but you're yes. just, like, trying to process. I, yes. I imagine it's so difficult. I lost the control. So I think on that moment when I got the diagnosis, I lost the control on my life. Yeah. Uh, the doctors took it, right? And they were putting me in and out different machines. And 
then they hook me to those chemo, which, you know, you, you get in your veins, right? So you sit honestly four hours, right? And nothing happened. The only thing, you know, there's, there's the stuff going in you. And then that was the first time you are alone, right? In my practice where I go, it's like, you know, the family is not allowed in the room when you are taking chemo. So you are actually alone. So I was sitting for four hours and I was, I was really crying for hours, which doesn't happen to me. I'm not the person who is crying easily. So, and that, that the things start, right? This reality kicked in and, 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 you know, I knew what is happening. So, and of course, you know, for me very quickly in this, in this process, I realized two things. So one thing, and it became to be my motto, the life is not fair, right? You cannot expect that the life would be fair. You know, one, somebody's having cancer, the other one is losing somebody who loves. The next person is having the car accident. Life is just not fair. But it's not about what happens to us. It is how we react to it, right? That's what happens. That's, that's what matters in life. And I made it really, I got it from somebody. This, 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 this sentence is not what I came up with. And I made it in my motto. I was really... You know, it was in my head somehow, right? It started creating pictures and it helped me a lot. That was one thing. The second thing was in my head, I have kids and I have my husband, I have my family, I have to live for them. And what, how that translate was I will do everything, really everything, what is to be done. It doesn't matter how uncomfortable, painful it will be to actually, you know, to win, right? to be healthy, to win, to, to live for them. And I think, to be really honest, there were those two things which kept me really going, right, from me inside. From outside, of course, my friends, my family, my my colleagues, that was just amazing. I mean, I just cannot, I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> I never knew that I, that I know people probably. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I just couldn't handle that, right? I just couldn't handle the, the messages, the, 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 the presents, the flowers, the, everything, people uh-huh. calling, people trying to help. That was just amazing. That showed me that built like a, like a, you know, like a security net, like something which I knew that I will not fall down. I will, they, those people, this love, this energy will not allow me to fall down mm. somewhere in the deep, deep, you know, hole, right? And it never happened, right? It actually happens a bit once, but at the beginning it didn't happen. I very quickly, I bounced back and I was saying, yes, I do chemo. I will do it, right? Okay, I lose the hair. Fine, <laughs> they will grow, right? I, you know, I, I need to do operation. I need to lose my breast. Well, I already, you know, I had two kids, right? I'm not going to feed another child with <laughs> with my with my um with my breast and and even better i will do the operation which will you know which will uh, take all my fat from my belly yeah. <laughs> and transfer it to my breast right so i will have you know flat belly i, love I really that. i was really really seeing advantages right and i'm not making it up i was really you know i was i think me being positive from nature it helped a lot because i was really i was able very very often to turn the negatives into positives right and and if i wasn't able to do it my husband could do it my friends could do it for me right and that's how i actually how i yeah how i how i went through yeah. the good 9 months of everything and then the word stopped one more time because then I got the message that my cancer spread 
right, in the body. And that was very, very tough. I think it was even toughest that the first that the mm. first diagnosis somehow, because the picture which I had in my mind, the picture of me fighting, fighting, and then having victory yeah. in the end, right, standing there and saying, hey, I got you, right, yeah. I got you, I killed you, right, was gone. Because I knew that at that moment, if it's chronic, it's in my body and I will most likely never get rid of it, yeah. right? And that was the moment which actually, which which was very, very difficult. It's um, It was actually a really interesting reflection which I made afterwards because I got, you know, my doctors were using the word chronic, yeah, which was not nice, but I'm somehow, I was like, yeah, well, there are a lot of chronic disease, right? Yeah. You have to take. So I somehow I saw it not so bad, right? I was of course very, you know, well, I wasn't happy, of course. I was I was sad, but I I could handle, right? <laughs> and then I went for like a extra consultation, and 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 they used the word palliative, right? One word, which is in the oncology is the same word. Chronic or palliative is the same for okay. me. Uh-huh. This word sends me. This one word sends me almost into depression because I, I saw myself with the palliative, you know, uh, stamp. <laughs> stamp, and I thought that I'm dying. I thought I'm, I'm, I will be gone in, you know, just few months. That I have mm. to need testament. I need to do recordings for my kids, you know, and all this stuff. Wow. This one word. This one word sent me really really on the on the on the very very black hole and yeah. it took me a few good months actually to got out right yeah. and actually to to figure it out for myself to find the way back afterwards i'm i'm and i'm repeating that i was writing on my blog as well the power of words is just amazing right yeah. we i was lucky enough in my life that i was never get i was never put in a stamp right i was never classified as I don't know, black, white, uh, dick, or I don't know, stupid, or or or, or something, yeah. right? I was never, I never had it, right? That was the first time in my life. But there's so many people who are actually receiving this stamp yeah. at some point. So many kids who are receiving this stamp at some point of their lives. It's absolutely so destructive. I experienced it myself, and and we just have to be very very careful how we actually what we tell people and especially kids who they are right how we categorize them how we stamp them because it has amazing power i never thought i never thought that one word really seriously one word can be so destructive and i love that you're mentioning it because i i feel even one thing is even the things that we tell other people but Mm -hmm if people would become aware of the ugly things that we tell ourselves, this Mm -hmm. is even stronger because I want everybody who's listening to understand that if, if another person tells you something, your mind can like, you know, can find reasons why this Mm -hmm. is not true and so on, even Mm -hmm. though it might be a very strong message, but Mm -hmm. everything that you say to yourself, like, Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so clumsy. Oh, I'm ugly. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. This is going straight, straight to your mind. And it is not questioning, questioning it. It is taking it as 100% truth. 
even if you were joking, even if you were being sarcastic, your mind does not differentiate between positive, negative, funny, serious, whatever. It just takes this information as truth. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you're mentioning it. And um, I really want you all to become more sensible or sensitive about mm-hmm. and careful about really the words that you use with yourself. Just start with yourself on a daily basis because, like you said, one word can make such a big difference. It can send you into whatever, depression, or it can send you into like a black hole, or it can mm. uplift you. Absolutely. And, and the strongest the strongest thing that you can really say to yourself is, I love myself. Yep. And I think it's you're absolutely right. It's been more powerful the things which you are saying to yourself, and 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 it's uh, I I find it every day with my kids, right? Because those are those you know yeah. those most important people in my life, and 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 the power of the things we tell them, they think about themselves, right? They define themselves. It's just huge, right? And and we as a parents, we have a big responsibility, but as well to everybody. Um, and as you said. Um, it is a power of how you, for me, those are not so much words. For me, they are pictures. In my yep. battle with cancer, the pictures were very, very important. Um, in, in the whole journey, I was having a couple of pictures which either I created for myself or mm-hmm. I did it with the help of friends or, or with friends of, of psychologists, basically, to, to, to find the picture which works for me. Either the picture of battle, right? It's so often people are battling cancer. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. You have those pictures with, you know, with 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 those battles, right? In the head. I don't know why, but it is like that. But now it's not a battle anymore because I cannot have picture of the battle if I know that there is no victory at the end, right? Yeah. This picture was not valid for me anymore, so I have to change it. And the picture which which I have now for me, it's a sort of it's a very funny picture. It's a picture of the house. Um, so, so you know, I have a house. My body, of course, it's, it's mm-hmm. a house which is having, you know, electricity and, and heating and, I don't know, fan, you know, beautiful living room and so on. And, you know, it's a very nice house. It's, it's, it's a good house. But in, 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 this, in the cellar, yeah. there is a, it's dumped, right? It's, it's, it's mold, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's ugly stuff happening. And, and maybe, and I don't like this fact. I hate it, right? Yeah. I want my house from the bottom to the up to be, you know, clean and nice and so on. But on the other side, I can still be very happy in my happy on my house because I have living room, I have I have water, I have everything, everything functioning. Even though I know that there is this mold sitting over there and and you know maybe even growing or maybe not, maybe just sitting, you don't know. So it took me a while to accept that, right? That I can be still happy. Um, I can live very happy life with the small sitting there in the, in the, in the, in the cellar. Like I'm saying, it took a couple of months, but that's my new picture right now. And it works, right? And when some situation changed, I will figure out the next picture, right? Whatever, <laughs> whatever is needed. I love the picture for two reasons. First, how ironic is it that, you know, you, you get like a kick, like you said, for your life. By building houses mm. for other people. House. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and uh, the second thing is like, you know, in a house or even the mold, you know, because I saw a documentary on Netflix like two months ago or so. It's called, 
uh, heel or something like that. It was mm -hmm. very impressive. Have you seen it? No. No, you should watch it definitely. And okay. um, just to, you know, to have something, even mold, you know, you can get rid of mold in a house. I think mm -hmm. the most important mm -hmm. thing is that that in your image, you don't allow it to be something permanent. As long as it is whatever, like, if it's a monster, if it's something like in the cellar, mm -hmm. but you can mm -hmm. kill, still kill that thing and you can get rid of it. You can clean yeah. the cellar, whatever. I think this is the most important part. Mm -hmm. That's true. But you know what? You know, funny enough that I never made this connection between me yeah. building houses and the picture of the house. <laughs> How funny it is! I I didn't, <laughs> but you're right. It's a nice it's a nice connection. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. The the other the other very interesting. I think I mentioned one part of my what was important in the whole battle, the, yeah. the whole you know cancer journey is the sense of humor, right? And I know it sounds maybe cheesy because they were saying, well, you 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 know you need to think positive and sense of humor, but it is actually important because there's so many things with this cancer thing which are just you know if you look they are if you don't find them funny you you just you know they are sad right yeah. so I, I i i i you know I, i prefer to have them funny and and the other picture which i have and if you if you saw my blog i i sort of have a blog which is um, which with the name is mr c and me right uh -huh. so it's basically mr c as a cancer and and somebody again it wasn't my my fault somebody told me well You thought that Mr. C is for you like a romance, like a fling, right? Yeah. But it is a permanent relationship with you. <laughs> so, and you have to live with it. And I'm saying, well, how true. So um, I think it's, it's, it's very helpful in any type of finding your purpose or leading your, living your life to have, to have the pictures which are guiding you, yeah. basically, right? Which are something which is, which is, which is giving you as well support right and 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 guiding you in your life so i'm like i'm saying this journey is mr c and me and we are in permanent relationship <laughs> and i'm a loyal person as i, as I told you before so you know maybe it's because it. of that you were so loyal that probably. even that didn't want to go it felt so comfortable Cannot. exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> probably. yeah yeah and but i i continue to like uh, love your attitude because really like laughing I, I even like I, i don't know if it was also in a documentary or i heard it in a, in a different space but like laughing is actually mm -hmm. so powerful with healing mm -hmm. like in 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 uh yeah overcoming diseases that uh it, it may sound like yeah funny but it has a tremendous power it and does. um w one thing i would be curious like um Yeah, now that you're in, in partnership, basically. But <laughs> if, if you consider, like, cancer to be, like, a gift given to you by the universe, God, whatever, mm -hmm. higher power, whatever you believe mm -hmm. in, um, that it was given to you as a gift, um, mm. what do you think has this, like, gift really been for you? Why do you think... Um, has the universe chosen to give you this um, kind of gift? So, um, yeah, probably if, if you are getting, if you are getting cancer, one of the first questions you're asking yourself, why, yeah. right? It's, it's like, it's, it's an, it's a normal thing, human, human being. 
the statistics are saying, especially on the breast cancer in Germany and this one in, in Europe, every eight woman, wow. um, women will develop the cancer, breast cancer in the course of her life, right? So, you know, check yourself, girls, which we are watching that. Go to to you know regularly really really check uh, check check yourself because it's like a one of eight it's really really high number of yeah. of, of 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 the new um, 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 new cases um, so so part of that is which is because it's so often if you will it says you well it's so many it's just me right I call it a little bit like a Russian roulette right it's basically well you just got you just got it. Um, but of course, the questions always coming. Why? What is doing that with me? I choose to look at that positively as 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 we as we talk, and and I'm not asking the question why I got it. I'm not asking because it doesn't lead you anywhere. No. You know, life is not fair. That's what I have. I have to deal with that. Part of that is me believing that each of us is getting, you know, in Christianity you would say your 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 uh, your cross basically, or your you know. You are getting so much, or, or your life is actually designed for you, so you are able to carry that, right? Whatever life is giving you, you are strong enough. That's part of me which is mm. thinking uh, like that. But the second part of me is actually thinking, you know, as you as you ask, what does it change? How my life is actually changing? What are new colors, new shades? Yeah. This the situation at in my life, and and I think there's one thing which I'm seeing in 2019 this year very clearly last two years that was really fight last two years it was really like I'm saying I'm out of chemotherapy only December so it's only you know third month yeah. so so it's very it's very fresh that I'm <laughs> like not you know driving every every week for 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 my for my weekly fix yeah. <laughs> as, as I was calling that and I realized that for 2019 I'm so clear about the things which I want to do, which I want to achieve, like never before. I never before had such a lined out year with very clear things which I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Example, I want to do in this year three new things which I've never done before. And actually with the podcast, another, <laughs> another thing we didn't plan it, right? But check, exactly, right? But I... I planned those things, right? I I organized the exhibition in January of the photos uh -huh. of the of the cancer um, patients um, in my town. I've never organized the exhibition before. I had vernissage and so on, right? Wow. I'm gonna do in June half half marathon, uh -huh. um, but walking marathon, not not running marathon. That's not me. Never done it before, right? Um, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna build a house in Armenia, right? Never been in Armenia. So I, one of the things which which it's really really visible to me right now is, and again that sounds cheesy, life is short. <laughs> we don't know how long we have, and especially me. So I really have to use and enjoy every single day to the maximum, and. It was never so intense in my life like it is right now, in a very positive sense, yeah. right? So it's not a negative sense. I was never living boring life, don't get me wrong, but I never had this clarity mm. um, that every every single day is so, so important, yeah. right? With the big things, but as well in small things, how important is that I that I I have 
you know, a few minutes outside every single day, right? I, you know, I used to forget about it. How important is that I have this really, really quality time with my family? How important is, you know, what I eat in the small things? And then those big things, how important is that I have those milestones, right? I'm doing the exhibition, doing the marathon, you know, doing the next house project and so on, so on, doing the, the podcast with you. So I think that's this positive part. That's something would change in me um, because of the illness, because of the cancer. Yeah. Would you say that now you're less uh, afraid, less fearful of doing things that maybe you would have, yes. you know, said before, like, yeah, sounds interesting, but, you know, I'm not that kind of person or whatever the the reason was, but like. Yes, that's the one thing. Definitely. I'm not afraid to try. <clears throat> I'm less afraid to try new things. And the other thing is I'm definitely I'm much much less uh, stressed uh -huh. so you know there are very very few things which nowadays can stress me right so of course I'm getting stressed uh, when I'm having my next uh, examination yeah. you know thing and, and so on so so that that's something so everything which is around the the illness of course it's still it, it generates a lot of stress of but course. I'm very much relaxed in terms of, you know, things, how I live my life. Um, because probably if you face this illness, you realize that, that the other things, and again, I'm not one to, you know, telling that, that some things, you know, each of us is having important things in life. But I think I'm, I'm, I'm seeing really important things yeah. as important. <laughs> and those are possibly, you know, I'm, I'm taking and I, I can, I can just, take many more things really relaxed right some which maybe before stressed me or gave me you know headache how you are saying I'm I'm I'm, I'm above probably those things which is which is great I have to say it's, it's really it's really good I think it sounds yeah. like so they are positives <laughs> it, it sounds like uh, the rules of life have changed a little bit for you mm -hmm. like what what would you that, say were some rules before that you had that now thinking back you're like how the heck was I like why was I thinking that like you know why did I even allow it to whatever bother mm. me stress me pressure me what could do you have like uh, some mm. examples examples mm. like what was life before Uh, I don't think I don't think I was struggling a lot because one of the things which I was actually talking with with um, with, with somebody was I don't want or I didn't want to say my life before was like bad and the cancer had to come you know to change me for good no. not like that because you not me I was like I'm saying I was we, we talk about it my life was 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 perfect you could say right perfect family and job and everything mm -hmm. and so on. So I, I like to see that this extra shade, extra, you know, painting of my life is getting another color, right? Or another shade. It's not that it's repainted um, dramatically. It's just having maybe another depth, right? So, um, no, but I, what I'm, what I'm thinking, for yeah. example, like I feel so often people stress themselves out, for example, at work. Oh, mm -hmm. I have, we think like, oh, I have to 
whatever. I have to be on time. I have mm -hmm. to uh, do this perfect job. I have to, you know, all, all mm -hmm. those I have tos and I should, I should be yes. a good mother and I should, as a good mother, yes. I should whatever. This and that. Do yeah. this and this and that. And it's really like bullshit rules. Like they, they, <laughs> I, I have like learned like this last year and I was like so perplexed when I learned, like I, I wrote down like my rules for certain things and I was just like, okay. holy cow, like where did this come How from? Can... I mean, I know now where it, come, where it came mm -hmm. from, right? But we're, we're so often unaware mm -hmm. of those kind of things and uh, I, I encourage everybody to pay attention to those loops mm -hmm. when you feel like I have mm -hmm. to, I should, I can't, whatever. Mm -hmm. This is all not coming mm -hmm. from our true self. But this is what stresses us out, right? So this is what I'm curious, like what I'm saying, like the rules of life, if they have changed, mm -hmm. where you now say like, yeah, I, I get late, but like, you know, who cares? Like I can make up for it or something like that. Yes, I think I think you're right. If you if you if you if you say it like that, I think one of the examples, very yeah. concrete examples, which I was always oh I. I'm making now really fun is the advanced stress in Germany. <laughs> so if you are all right side stress, yeah. right? <laughs> so which for me right now when I'm looking at it, it's just like a, it's a crazy, right? So advent is the time of waiting for Christmas, is the time of such a beautiful, beautiful thing, things you can do. Yeah. Or your free time, the same, right? It's a time when you can do a lot of things. And many people and many of my friends I noticed and myself as well before you know, it, it's stress because you have to plan those weekends, you have to plan the whole stuff on the advent and so on. So I'm taking, for example, those things really, really easy now. So of course I have plan and, and I have a lot of things put yeah. in which I would like to do. But oh, I think one of the rules which change is I I think before I was probably less flexible for uh -huh. things so sort of if it's planned it has to happen right <laughs> yeah, like a good rule, german right? planned. yes <laughs> yes although i'm polish right but i believe yeah. now i'm better german than some germans probably so it has to happen now i'm i'm much more flexible saying you know cancer teach me right you can plan whatever you want right but if something is coming you cannot you cannot control it so for me it's now well if that doesn't work or if it's too much well let's not do it and and it's not the end of the world yeah. right anymore so i think that that's one of the things and and i'm not like i'm saying i'm not getting myself stressed by those things like you said maybe not being late i'm still like to be on time but but as well in work i think coming back to work maybe a little uh -huh. bit i came back in september back to cisco after 16 months being away i'm working only uh, 26 hours so not full time mm -hmm. And I'm I'm having great job as as before, but I have a bit different attitude in terms of I I recognize the things maybe better if they cannot happen or they maybe not cannot happen if 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 they the things are needing more time yeah. right I'm not impatient I'm not stressed stress as as you said before I think I was e much easier getting upset with with other people maybe not delivering mm -hmm. commitments or the things being you know late or, or the things just not happening like i had it in my head right um i think now i'm much more tolerant i'm 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 much relaxed you can say 
which doesn't mean of course that 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 that, that I'm not successful or there's no yeah. uh, you know the things are not happening they are still happening it's just they have maybe a little different pace and they are a bit more relaxed right for myself and I think for the others as well so that's a good thing <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah I, I have experienced that also so many times at work like it's like it's especially in Germany like um mm-hmm. Like you said, if you, if it's if we said it's gonna be the fifth of March, it's gonna be like the fifth of March, yeah. and people are really not very easy around like being late mm-hmm. one day or, like you said, like not having so much empathy or understanding. Like they don't even care. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we mm-hmm. fix this date, you know, make it happen, um, but. Mm-hmm. And in the end, of course, sometimes things need to like be done. But so oftentimes it does not matter if it's one day later mm-hmm. or earlier or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we stress mm-hmm. ourselves out so much. So it's awesome to hear that, you know, basically this this journey has, has helped you really in, in many different aspects. And um, so let's shift also a little bit more towards the work life, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, because actually, I, I want to I wanted to finish with that, but I'm just gonna start off with this because this is something I I read uh, the last week or so, and I loved it because it was in a book and it was about you know so many people are trying to find work life balance uh, or a mm-hmm. balance between the professional and the personal and um, mm-hmm. especially the family. And uh, there the author was saying that she was saying that basically this this idea of balance is complete BS. So mm-hmm. what is more important is really to be um, to know like your center, to feel centered and to feel mm-hmm. like grounded because it's mm-hmm. an illusion that we can really have balance. And I agree, like mm-hmm. I agree with this idea because it's like you can't expect to spend as much time as you're spending at work with your family mm-hmm. and with your let's say time on yourself and on your health you know it's like all mixed up right mm-hmm. and so uh, having this experience now with you know the the voluntary work that you do and also mm-hmm. after this whole journey with uh with your relationship <laughs> and partnership wi- with mm-hmm. with cancer like how do you feel about this statement so I think you're absolutely right. I mean, um, it you can paint for yourself nicely, um, you know, the, the balance between work and family. But the fact is, the true fact is that if you are working, you are just spending less time with the family. And if you are not working, um, you are actually spending the whole time with family, right? But you don't have your financial uh, uh, means, right? Yeah. So, so I think, and especially for us women, it's really difficult and and i was i was as i was working almost all time i was taking relatively short breaks when my kids came the world and 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 i was working um full time basically so i didn't really do do half time i experienced this guilt this this actually being you know being being torn between your kids and 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 what you want to do what you want to do as well it's not only about money it's about but work is a part of yourself. It's part of your puzzle, right? Part of your yeah. whole. And and I think there is no <laughs> there is no good 
answer or there's no solution, one solution that fits all. For me personally, the way how Cisco is actually supporting the family life with giving us, you know, flexible work time, home office, um, a bit independence, a, a big independence of, of, of executing our work how we want. That was something which allowed me actually probably to be centered and to find the balance for myself. Because I think in the end of the day, that's the balance of yourself, which you find and how much of this time um, uh, of the family you can give to work and and how much, how much, how much time you still need for, um, for, for your family. So for me, that was only possible because I because being in home office mostly as I have a regional job, I um, um, so I, I don't need to I don't need to go to, to the office in, in Germany. Um, that allowed me actually to be home when my kids were coming from whatever kindergarten or, or, or school. And instead of having coffee break with, with you know yeah. with, with, with my colleagues, I just had, you know, chat about the homework or about how I was in kindergarten. And that really centered me and that allowed me to have for me the right balance, the right amount of attention or, or, or to have the kids in my life, even though in my working day, even though I was focusing on work. Um, but I had moments as well when I was went for family, for, for, for business trip, you know, and I was just crying in the evening because yeah. I was missing my kids so much. They were small. So um, I think it's about finding the answer for yourself and and being honest with you with yourself what is really what you need and how how this balance works for you for 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 somebody it will be full-time job and having you know just evening time and family time on the weekends for somebody else that will be totally unacceptable the one thing which i learned is not to judge anybody because you can be a full and complete person working 40 hours and and having good child care and supporting partner and being able to be flexible you know in your working time like I was and 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 not feeling like you are abandoning your kids on the yeah. other side you can have somebody else who just even cannot imagine that because um for for her you know spending the whole day with kids and not having other people yeah. taking care of, of the kids it's the most important thing in life and and that, that's what I what I learned, right? Um, that's where, where the balance is something very, very individual. And really, depending to whom you talk, you find very different point of view. But uh, but for me, in my case, definitely, I, I think I could say I, I was able to have this balance. Although my kids, funny enough, after 16 months, me being home and yeah. being, you know, being sick, right? They were like, hmm. You really want you really need to come back to work? It was actually nice when you've been at home. It gave me a lot of thinking, like thinking, what? They see the 16 months as a nice time. But it was nice time because I was having really time with them and having or, or actually maybe different. I was having exact time when they were needing me. Yeah. Right. So it was sort of like they could request any time and not that they have to adjust a little bit to my schedule. But, you know, coming back right now for the, you know, less, a bit less hours, it works fine. We are still having family time. We are having, I think, the right balance. And and one thing which I learned right now, if it doesn't work, I will stop working, right? If there will be any moment when I feel it's, you know, some of the areas of my life is coming too short, right? Either health or 
or kids, I would just stop. I think I'm, I think I'm less defined by my work as I used to be before, right? It's still a very important part of my life, definitely. But I think I could probably drop it now much easier than I, 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 I could before. Um, that's what changed as well. That's the shift which happened as well. Or I can imagine me doing something very different, right? Which before I probably couldn't. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I love the point that you made, like, don't judge other people. Because I feel like so often amongst us women, it's like we're much more easier to judge like yeah. other other women before we judge any other men for yeah, the same thing. And we're so sometimes so opinionated. And um, I, I feel like what actually is needed in other in order for for, you know, more women to to get into let's say more positions of power of success of achievement mm -hmm. where you know you can you can create success in very different ways and um but instead of saying like oh how cool is that that she's doing that that she's being successful and how can i learn from that we're like oh she must be blah 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 and um mm -hmm. you know mommy guilt and mommy shaming like like you said like oh she's working already or you know these kind of things i feel like um we should like start understanding ourselves first before we expect men especially like in in the workplace to understand us and support agree. us agree so agree agree i love that it's you a lot of models yeah it's a lot of models to 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 lean in a lot of models to combine your professional and and it's a different moment in life for each of us i think yeah. um you know depends on where you are um you have different you have different needs basically um how this balance should work and you're absolutely right judging is and we do it so easily right we sort of thinking oh my god she is how can she stay the whole day and not working right yeah. <laughs> and other people say oh how she can leave the kids for you know 12 hours a day i mean it's you know it's 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 your personal balance your personal grounding yeah. your personal how you center yourself that's what counts and 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 how difficult is actually to 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 not to to think how how the others are actually thinking about us yeah. and saying, oh yeah well maybe i should come back to work well there is no should shouldn't right you have to decide for yourself is that the right moment um can you afford stay longer if you want as we discussed before um, is that what you want? Is that yeah. what you have to? Right? There are different reasons, right? Maybe you have to, and and that's a, another. That's as well the purpose. <laughs> um, but I think it's really personal, and 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 um, yeah. yeah. But thanks it. God about yeah. the digitalization. So it's so much easier for women generally. I think to to put those two things together in much more harmony. I think uh, than it was before. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think the most important thing is. It should be your own. I, I not I have to, but I want to. I yeah. want to stay at home. I want to go to work because, whatever. This is like you said. It's giving me. This is giving me a kick, or this is like giving me energy, or this is you know how I uh, want to contribute. Whatever it is, but like make it a want to, right? Mm -hmm. And so, how did you? How did you solve, or uh, become like? 
maybe more comfortable with dealing with those situations of like guilt like you said when you were on a business trip like uh what has helped mm. you manage those situations mm. of, of feeling okay with it even though maybe yeah. you, you weren't liking it 100 but at least you know be okay with it i think i was um, in the end of the day, you are always compensating, right? So the moment when you feel this guilt, you try to, or at least me, I was trying to compensate. Mm. And compensate not necessarily by buying my kids present, as, as sort of typically yeah. I have on mind, but compensating by trying to be as much in their life as possible, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember, you know, Uh, uh, situations when I was actually um, running on the high hills sometimes uh, on the football uh, field <laughs> of my sons because I was having some meeting, coming back, jumping in the car and going to the football play, yeah. right? And standing with this, you know, uh, business business uh, uh, clothes <laughs> at, at the football field or, you know, baking the cake for some whatever kindergarten, kindergarten uh, fest or kindergarten event, you know, like really in the evening at 12 or something in the, in the, in, in, in the night because in the morning, uh, you know, he yeah. uh, has to take it. So I think that's what helped me actually to, compensate or, or to, to you know to, to overcome those those uh -huh. guilt to be as much as possible when I was not traveling or, or to be as much as possible uh, in their lives yeah. and 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 I think it worked pretty fine um, that meant of course that we don't have generally or now maybe a little bit more but 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 before we didn't have many uh, own weekends weekends or afternoons are dictated by yeah. kids activities things which we do together things that they will do and we we attend uh, which is fine which is absolutely fine and now they are being bigger as as we begin as we speak at the beginning then there's more time they 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 are asking you know they have they have a little bit more of their own life so it is basically easier to find the time for myself right or to find the time for uh -huh. for, for my own things but when they were small There was not much time for myself, and I think that's how I compensate this this this, this guilt by not taking time for myself, my own things, right? But but living their life, being being being. So my own life was work actually, <laughs> and then I have my kids and family. That's I think how I dealt with that when I think about it now. Yeah. And have you ever felt? Um, I don't know anybody in your environment, your partner. Um, I don't know, give you some kind of messages mm -hmm. that um, contributed to to mm -hmm. feeling this guilt or w were there maybe even people who were, you know, helping you to, uh, let's say, ease that guilt? Like what was more dominant? Mm. So on family front, we have very clear with, with my husband, we have very clear understanding. We both mm -hmm. work. And it's very clear that we have to agree our, you know, our travel schedules, our, you know, our staff. It was always partnership. And and I think that's one of the things which you really need. You have to have the partner who is accepting that you are working. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing which you need, right? If you have a partner who is trying to put his job um, or his yeah. um you know, on top of yours, then you always struggle. I had this very clear in my marriage. So, you know, so that wasn't the problem. Of course, there was always the conflict in the scheduling, yeah. but that was our joint conflict and not something which I had to figure out 
Um, so I think that's the that's the one that's the one thing which which is which is really important. Um, uh, and the second thing I just forgot what I wanted to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let's leave has it there. there. <laughs> has there anybody been who who All right. helped judging. you or who was I'm even helping. judging you? Um, so I I wouldn't say judging, but I think here in Germany, especially on the on, on Bavaria, and and you know, ten years ago when I came, there is a big tradition of women staying home yeah. with kids. And and a lot of my moms from kindergarten and school, they were staying home moms or part-time working moms, which I was a bit of weirdo in their way, <laughs> right? Uh, trying to combine and being... So I don't think it was judgment. I think sometimes this was more like saying, you know, I don't want to be in her position type of thing, right? Because she has so much to juggle. Um, which I think for me personally, that's probably like something which is even giving me a kick because saying, well, I can do it. I can do it. Right. Approach. Yeah. Uh, so, so the answer is no, I, I don't think I was, again, I was lucky enough, probably never be judged or never into my eyes. Right. Maybe behind my back. And honestly, I'm not the maybe person who is so much taking care about what the others are telling. I mean, you know, generally, yeah. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm very much. I want to know what my friends are thinking about me, but I, I, I was, I was probably not, you know, I'm not the person who would be really taking care of, of who <laughs> that somebody doesn't approve me uh, working. That that's not, I think that that's not what I what I do. So so I was lucky enough not to have that feedback um, coming on me. Um, I think directly, yeah. But I'm sure many people thought like that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, you should not have. Because I feel like this is uh, like a, uh, I mean, this is a whole big new topic that we could t- talk like hours about. But yeah. Like, this is actually the problem for so many. Like we take things so personally. And, um, yeah. but I love, you know, your approach to it because what may, what we don't realize is if somebody else is criticizing you or is judging mm. you or whatever, it has nothing to do with you. It yeah. is actually just a representation of yes. of of a topic that they are dealing with. It's just like yes, th- this is like some fear that they're expressing that they are having, or something yes. that yeah is just like occupying their minds about mm-hmm. themselves. But it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with you. So mm. also something that I want the listeners to really take with them is like don't like don't mistake somebody somebody's statement or opinion for mm-hmm. a truth about you or mm-hmm. a problem that you have mm-hmm. because it is just like an expression of what is going on inside of them about them yes absolutely mm-hmm. and so um to close out our our session um i'd love to hear like if you could send like uh agnieszka from i don't know Maybe if when she was five years old or maybe even just like seven years ago, like mm-hmm. if or even for your kids, if you were to mm-hmm. leave tomorrow and you could only leave them with three, let's say three nuggets of wisdom, I call it, mm-hmm. that you want them to really, you know, to know, to respect, to follow in life, whatever it is, what would you leave them with? Can I quote somebody? Yeah. 
So one of the person, one of my inspiration for for this year yeah. um, are the last words of the great person who, who left us in 2018, Mr. Stephen Hawking. And the the sentence or, or actually the quote, which, which I wrote for me for 2019, I think that's something that I would like my kids to know, or maybe me, you know, yeah. five or maybe more 14 or 15 years old. So let me read it to you. I have it in my blog here open. So, so he said, Remember to look up at the stairs, at the stars, and not down at your feet. Try to make sense of what you see and wonder always what makes the universe exist. Be curious, and however difficult life might seem, there's always something you can do and succeed at it. It matters that you don't just give up. And I think those words are just summarizing me right now, right? Look in this in this there in in, in, in in look look up, right? Don't give up. Um there is always something you can be good, right, at and something you can succeed. And the only thing which matters is that you are not giving up. And I think that's 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 my probably words, right, for, for, for the closing. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Agnieszka. I think like it was so like we I, I learned a lot and I think there were so many points that are so important for so many other women out there um regardless whether they're you know having their own battle going on mm-hmm. um whether it's health wise or emotionally whatever it is um and um I thank you so much for sharing your story so openly and and honestly not holding back with anything um so thank you so much thank you for having me no it's a pleasure we're we're so happy to have you and for everybody who wants to support you know uh habitat go check it out online uh check out the link for uh, making donations and um you can check my blog. Yes, one. Check, her check her blog. blog. That was it. Yeah. Check Agnieszka's yeah. blog, Mr. C and me. And me. Mr. C and me. Yeah, and on Facebook. Yeah. And um, yeah, get in touch with her, follow her. And um, thank so you much so again. much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.